Hey guys, welcome to Psychology Hacks. Today we're going to be talking about the effect that scarcity has on us. If you enjoy what you hear, be sure to like and subscribe, share with your friends, petition to have me appear on some talk shows or at least a little higher up on the Spotify algorithm. But let's get right into it. It's no secret that the more scarce something is, the more desirable it becomes. Marketers and salesmen use this kind of stuff all the time to pressure us into buying things that we may or may not want. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about how um, some of the ways that you can protect yourself against this effect and also how you can leverage it to help you out in your daily life with discretion, of course. You need to, you don't want to out, outright manipulate people, but a little knowledge of psychology can help you get pretty good ways in life. It plays off the concept of social proof, which is what I talked about last episode. The idea of social proof is that um, if a lot of other people want something or see it as valuable, then that thing probably is valuable. So first off, let's understand why this law of scarcity works. So when we start fighting over something, what happens is we, we unconsciously are still looking to each other for signals. Uh, like we talked about last week, if nobody knows what to do, everybody looks at each other and nobody knows what to do, but everybody looks calm. So we all assume that we should all be calm, even though everybody is just as freaked out and clueless as we are. We're doing the same thing in a fight. When we're arguing over something or when we're competing over something like let's say it's a car and a car salesman's pitting us against each other we might kind of want that car but when somebody else wants that car too then it's like oh wait hold on a second they want it too it must be more valuable than i thought it was so we try a little bit harder which makes them try a little bit harder and when we see them try harder then we're like oh okay it, it's worth fighting over we need to actually you know really you know kick it into gear here and then, of course, they're looking at us doing the exact same thing. And so it's just we're just kind of playing off of each other, right? And the more intensely we fight over this thing, the more valuable it's going to be perceived, right? Our brains start going, well, there must be a reason that they're fighting that way. Uh, we, we don't stop to realize that they're caught in the same kind of primal loop as we are. You know, they're, they're unconsciously looking to us just as much as we are to them. And the more we fight, the more we continue to fight. It's a vicious cycle of social proof at its worst. Now, this reaction actually serves a very valuable purpose because back in, you know, the old days when survival of the fittest was, you know, everything, we all essentially wanted the same basic things. We wanted food, water, shelter, uh, you know, sex, etc. And if the supply of any of those things started to kind of die down, that was a really serious problem, right? And it was only natural that whoever was best able to secure these things would live on longest and be able to pass on their genes more right so the problem is that in today's modern world scarcity is mostly an illusion corporations and salesmen have kind of discovered that by hacking this um, aspect of human nature they can kind of short circuit uh, certain reasoning skills and send people into a panic over their product when we begin to see things as scarce we automatically start to see them as more valuable and the idea that our, that our options are becoming more limited causes survival mechanisms to kick in. Uh, blood starts to get redirected from the prefrontal cortex into other areas of the brain. And that kind of, it starts preparing us for a conflict, but it reduces our ability to reason clearly. And this is such a profound effect that um, things can get heated up pretty quickly. And you can very easily lose sight of the ultimate goal. And you can become so fixated on the product or the relationship or the, you know, the, the social freedom, whatever. You can get so fixated on it that you go into combat mode and you tune out everything else, including the consequences. So the effect that scarcity has on us is something that we should all be extremely aware of. And this is because we don't want to be too easily taken advantage of. The problem is that even when we 
aware of its effects, it's extremely difficult um, to overcome this reaction because the, the brain is so busy redirecting its blood supply and you're so in that survival mode and you feel this, this ancient pressure um, uh, that, that's just embedded in our DNA. And it can get so intense that just the knowledge alone that you're being manipulated might not be enough to help keep you level-headed. It can help, but it might not be enough. So it, it becomes very, it becomes vital that you learn to control your emotions. Otherwise, you're going to be at their mercy. Learning to recognize when scarcity is being used as a ploy is a, is a pretty good first step. So anytime an ad says anything along the lines of limited time offer or a car dealer says, um, another customer was in here this morning and they were, they were very interested. They were talking about coming back, you know, I've got them lined up or whatever, but you know, this is your only chance. Or if your significant other comes home and casually mentions that, you know, somebody else is interested in him or her, you should instantly be aware in that situation that your judgment is probably about to be clouded no matter what. Now, there are situations where, um, it's an innocent thing. People aren't trying to manipulate you. But there's a lot of times, I mean, usually people know what they're doing in this kind of situation. So whatever the situation is, you the first thing you need to do is to kind of pull yourself out of that mindset of, you know, fight or flight or, well, fight fight to the death is probably a little bit more accurate. Um, now, I'm not sure if this is good news or bad news, but it is interesting to note that no matter how difficult the struggle to attain a thing is, that struggle usually doesn't really change the perceived value of it once it's acquired. So that car is not going to drive any better um, than one that's more available, even if you fought over it with the car salesman and they pitted you against another customer. The relationship isn't going to be any more fulfilling uh, than it was than it would have been without the love triangle involved. The job wouldn't have been any less boring, even if you hadn't competed with as many people. So. I mean, there is the aspect of self-justification, which we talked about earlier, um, when the brain basically convinces itself that whatever you do, you're probably going to find evidence to support why you did it. You're going to find reasons to justify why you did it, and you're going to start to convince yourself over time that you made the right choice. But, I mean, I'll admit it, uh, the car that I have now, I hate this car. It's a, ter <laughs> it's a terrible car, and the, I did fall victim to the, the scarcity effect of the, the salesman. And I've tried to convince myself that it's, it was a good choice. And the best I can do is kind of tell myself it was the best choice that I had available to me at the time, which is basically me telling myself, well, it was a bad choice, but it wasn't a dumb choice. And that's, that's the best I can do because I, I, I can't look at this car and not realize that it's a crappy car. Like it, it, it is, it looks great. It looks fantastic. I mean, it, it looks cool to drive around and people see like, oh wow, that's so awesome. Dude, this car breaks down like every month. I can't like it, it's there's so many problems with this car it's ridiculous and you know I'm definitely going to get rid of it but it's a valuable lesson because I, I got I got caught up in this idea of no I need to get it because this is the only car that um, suits my needs that I like at all that I can afford and it's like this you know I didn't have a lot of options at the time reality is that I could have gone to a different dealership I was too lazy all right and it's, that's why I'm talking about this this idea that um, of scarcity it's largely an illusion we, we really have more than we think we do we might have to look a little bit harder but there, there's probably not uh, any real substantial lack of what we're looking for so this idea that no matter how hard you struggle for it it's probably not going to save you from the buyer's remorse um, this implies two things the first 
is that if you find yourself getting caught up in the moment, if you find yourself competing for these quote unquote scarce resources, first of all, it can be very helpful to pause and remind yourself that the value of that thing won't really change even if you fight for it, okay? This can help you make a much better decision. Um, you know that if you overextend yourself, you're likely to have that buyer's remorse um, and the scarcity the scarcity of it isn't really going to make you feel any better about it. It's largely an illusion, so you're not really losing. Even if you have to go look somewhere else, you're probably not really losing. Um, if you do... The, the other thing that it implies is that if you do leverage this to help you make a sale or to gain the affection of uh, you know, somebody that you're interested in, it's really important to keep things subtle, okay? Starting an emotional war uh, over yourself or your product, it's just going to feel – it's going to make everybody feel used, uh, manipulated, and just kind of – it's going to completely destroy any good feelings that they had towards you, okay? Um, you you – you don't want them to wake up the next day and say, wow, I really hate that guy. Like, I, I feel taken advantage of. That's not the effect you want. That might be a short-term victory, but if you're, if you're in sales and you're using this, it, it absolutely is a powerful tool that you can kind of implant ideas that, you know, people are competing for it, and it kind of give that little extra kind of boost to encourage people. But if if they wake up the next day and feel like, wow, like he really used these high pressure sales tactics and it was a he just completely took advantage of me, they're not gonna feel good about you. Um first of all, that's not a morally good thing to do to other people. I don't think that you should do that to begin with. But even just from a strictly um the idea that uh you know karma, I mean, is somebody gonna refer you to or are they gonna refer their friends to you? Are they gonna come back to you? No, of course not. So you're not getting that repeat business Aside from the fact that it's just wrong, and the same thing if it's a relationship issue, I mean, you can absolutely play games with people and manipulate them into uh, paying more attention to you or thinking that you're more valuable than they are. But if you're constantly manipulating people and playing these games, you can't really get out of that cycle. And eventually, the other person's going to get tired of it, and it makes the breakup a lot more painful, but also makes the relationship a lot less valuable because it's not, even if, even if, it works. Even if you're consistently able to play these games, you know that you're only keeping them around because because of this effect that you're having on them. It's not because of any intrinsic value uh, in regards to yourself. And that's not a situation you want to be in in a relationship. So absolutely, guys, if, if this can help you, for sure, use it. Just don't take advantage of people um, and make sure that whatever you do, that is very subtle. Like if you go into a car dealership and they tell you, Oh yeah, I had you know fifteen people looking at this car this morning. They're all talking about coming back in and buying it. They're all they're all ready to go. So you need to hurry now. Like no nobody in their right mind is going to believe that. That's obviously a lie. You know, if they had all those people lined up, the car would not be sitting there, right? And it, that just kind of makes you feel like okay, like what else are you going to say? I mean, I can't trust you already. I can't trust you. You're ridiculous. So keep it subtle, uh, keep it ethical, and just keep it in small proportions. Just a little bit to make them realize that you have value. And use properly in moderation and with discretion. The law of scarcity, this can be incredibly valuable, guys. Again, abused, it can be extremely detrimental. And any victory that you do have is probably going to be shallow and short-lived. So that's it for today, guys. I hope you found some value in this. Once again, like, subscribe, share with your friends, all that good stuff.